Good evening, Common Room. Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. We start this week by paying our tributes to Manchester United footballer Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner, Georgina Rodriguez. The couple announced the death of their baby boy, saying it's the greatest pain that any parents can feel. The Portugal international and Rodriguez were expecting twins. Their baby girl survived and they said her birth gives us the strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. Our baby boy, you are our angel. We will always love you, they wrote. The Manchester United star understandably didn't play on Tuesday evening, but he was severely missed as Manchester United lost 4-0 to Liverpool. Can Ferrari's Charles Leclerc continue his fine form as Formula One makes his first visit to Europe this season this coming weekend? The weekend will include the first sprint race of the campaign to determine qualification for Sunday's Grand Prix. Leclerc dominated the Australian Grand Prix last time out to stretch his lead in the Drivers' Championship over second place George Russell to 34 points. Britain's Russell finished third in Melbourne to maintain a promising start to his first season with Mercedes despite his car struggling to match the pace of the Ferraris and Red Bull. Defending champion Max Verstappen, meanwhile, will hope his Red Bull team can find a solution to the reliability issues that have seen him fail to finish two of the first three races. My pick is a George Russell Grand Prix win this weekend, which will be his first. The New Orleans Pelicans beat the top-seeded Phoenix Suns 125-114 to to level their NBA playoff series at one all. Brandon Ingram registered 37 points, 11 rebounds and 9 assists as the Pelicans overpowered last year's runners-up in Arizona. Phoenix also lost Devin Booker, who had scored 31 points. He departed midway through the third quarter with a hamstring injury. Booker scored 16 points in the first quarter for the Suns, but left the court after jumping to contest a shot. He returned at the start of the fourth quarter, but did not resume playing. The third game of the best of seven Western Conference series takes place this weekend. I am now delighted to welcome Zach Purton to the show. Zach is an extremely well-decorated horse jockey. He joins us via Zoom. Zach, how are you doing today? Pretty good, thank you. Good man. Before we get into your story, we like to do some quick fire questions. So I'll ask away and, and do your best to answer as fast as you can. I'm, I'm usually not very good at this, but anyway, we'll give all, it to you. <laughs> no, one, no one is good. It's okay. Favorite sports star of all time? Tiger Woods. That was quick. Favorite sport that's not horse racing, if it is Golf. horse racing? Golf. Golf. <laughs> Singing or dancing? Oh, I can't do either. <laughs> what if you got pushed into a corner which one would you pick oh i'd have to try and dance if i could but uh i don't have a voice for radio or a head for tv so <laughs> cats or dogs dogs how many races have you won this season ah uh, 104 that's wild and favorite place you've ever raced oh, i like happy valley it's very exciting yeah yeah, yeah. That's where it's at. Good man. Yeah. Right, Zach, give us just give us a brief rundown of sort of what you do day to day and then we can go back further from there. 
Yeah, so every day is different. Obviously, we, we race on a Wednesday and Sunday. So in between that, we need to work the horses. So every morning I get up, uh, ride the horses in track work. So we either do a little bit of slow work or we gallop them. Uh, we barrier trial them. And it's all just about preparing them uh, for what they need to do on race day. But outside of that, as far as myself, um, physically getting ready for the races, uh, I do some personal training. I go running. I ride the bike. Um, I, there's some physio work in there. Uh, I play tennis, I play golf, um, swimming, uh, you know, yoga, Pilates, all the things I think that I need to be able to get my body into the right shape to compete. Good man. I want to I want to touch on a few of those things, um, but perhaps we'll go back to them. How did you end up a jockey? Uh, it was pretty easy, really. When I was younger, I, I always had an affinity with animals uh, and horses. I loved horses. Uh, and then I was always small. I loved playing sport. And when everyone else got bigger and I stayed the size that I was, it was a pretty easy fit for me to go from kicking a football around to getting on the back of a horse. And, you know, at 14 and a half years of age, uh, there was a jockey seminar on an hour, hour and a half away from where I was living and it meant I could have a day off school. So I was more excited about having the day off school. So I jumped at that opportunity, went down there. I was the smallest and lightest kid. Uh, so then they uh, placed me with a trainer in Coffs Harbour, which is where I started my apprenticeship. And I just went from there. But when I was... 14 and a half when I first walked into the stables I was only 27 kilos I was tiny I was really oh, really small 27 kilos yeah so when I look at my kids now and I know how much they weigh and then I think about how small I must have been back then I, I was incredibly small so um, I had to get stronger I had to get bigger I wasn't strong enough um, to be able to ride the horses and especially on the racetrack so I had to go to the gym I had to try and eat a lot I basically had to bulk up and Within 18 months, uh, I was walking around at 50 kilos. So I basically doubled my, my body weight um, in that amount of time. I still can't believe you were that light, to be honest. <laughs> and now I've got a weight problem. Can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the interesting thing there, right? I was, I would have assumed that, I'm sure you do now, you have to work to keep it off. There can't be many jockeys that have to bulk. <laughs> no, well, that's right. You know, Most of them uh, have got a weight problem. You, you don't see any actually trying to put more weight up weight on, especially um, at the age that we're at these days. But, yeah, I went from being too light to too big and I've been starving ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So you you said that you you kicked a football around. Are you referring to a rugby ball or or a soccer ball? A soccer ball. So I was a fairly good player. I played centre, midfield or striker, depending on uh, what team we're playing and whether I wanted to kick a few goals or not, but I was quite good. I, I tell everyone I represented Australia when I was when I was younger, which I, which I did. Um, we took a, a side from Australia over to Japan to play, but um, yeah, I just, I was, I ended up, the last two seasons I was playing, I was on crutches because everyone was getting bigger. I'd go in for that uh, tackle on the ball and I was twisting my knees and my ankles and it, it just wasn't going to work out. You were coming out worse off with the, the weight difference. Yeah, I was just getting hammered. Yeah. Yeah. So did you play, were you an active child? Had you always played sport? Yeah, I was. So I played uh, tennis. I was quite good at that. Um, I played cricket. Uh, I was good at that. Whatever I played, I was really good at. Um, and little athletics. So I, was, I was sort of the best um, in our region at that as well and, and long distance running. So uh, whatever I decided I, I wanted to have a go at, I, I was fairly good at. And, yeah. and I, that, that's why it worked out being a jockey as well. I was just the, the natural athlete. Brilliant. And then from, you know, you said you were lucky enough to get the, the, the day off school to go to the, the seminar. You then got placed with uh, 
a trainee said, what did that mean for the rest of your academic life? Yeah, so that was a tricky one, right? So I was starting to go into the stables before school and then after school and then on weekends and school holidays because that's what I wanted to do. I was really keen, really interested. I was working hard. But our, my trainer at the time was taking a few horses down down the beach to gallop on the beach. Okay. And when we did that, quite often I'd be 15, 20 minutes late for school. So I used to have to go into the principal's office, sign the late note or the late book and, and my reason for being late, and then I'd go off uh, to class. And I was doing this maybe for five or six months. Um, and then one day the, the principal was there and, and she said to me, she goes, this can't go on. You're either going to go and work or you're going to come and be at school on time. And I said, well, I said, that's good enough for me. I threw my backpack over my shoulder and I said, well, I'll see you later then. That was it. Yeah. I never went back. That was easy enough for, for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool that you, you had something so, you know, laser focused at such a young age. I think that's, I mean, I've been there as well. Like, I think there's not too many people that do have that at such a young age, but they are the people that have gone on to be super successful. How did, how did your parents take that? Were they all good with that? Yeah, they were good. You know, I was, I was a hard worker. I, I was at work. I, I was doing it. That's what I wanted to do. I was getting paid to do it as well. So that obviously helps when you're younger. Yeah, uh, but I, I never wavered from what I was doing. I've never had another job. I've only ever worked in the stables and around horses and and being the jockey that I am. So once I put my mind to it, I I set about making sure it worked. And that's the only thing my old man said to me. He said, "You just make it work. If it doesn't yeah. work, I'm not going to well, be happy." You've done that. You're still going. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're 39. Is that correct? 39. Yeah. Um, how? much longer do you plan to race for and what is the typical age where people call it a day yeah so everyone's different right and, and injuries play a big part in that uh, obviously some people some jockeys unfortunately have bad falls and they can never ride again um mm. sometimes uh, like myself at the moment the injuries are, are just starting to pile up and it's becoming harder and harder for, to prepare myself um in the way i want to prepare myself and also you sort of get one age where you think you know how, how long do i want to keep going on for but I would say the average retirement age for a jockey is about 45. Okay. Like if you get to 50, you've, you've really got to the bottom of, of the barrel. You've got everything you can out of it. Um, some might retire at 40. Um, but I, I suppose it, it depends where you are financially as well. Thank you, Zach. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. This week's hottest ticket in the world takes place in Wembley Stadium. There is a big heavyweight matchup between Tyson Fury and Dillian White. White challenges for his first world title against Fury in an all-British bout. Have a great weekend all, enjoy your freedom, play some sport, but of course, stay safe and be responsible. I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week. Head users, Radio 3. Bur, bur, bur.